podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Justine. I love the way we begin it because we're all like hunky-dory. It's like we have a variety <laughs> show. Like this, yeah. is, this is exactly what I did in elementary school with my best friend. We used to write <laughs> skits and come up with songs and stuff. We'd put on our own shows. That's cool. And this is exactly the same energy. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. Welcome. If you've never ever in your wildest dreams heard our podcast before or know us to hear about our podcast because we tell people about our podcast a lot. I was actually telling someone yesterday about it. Oh yeah? My friend Steven, who you probably met at game night. I think so. Yeah, you have. Um, He's like, so what's this podcast I keep seeing popping up? (laughs) Finally, here we go. (laughs) Let's explain it. We've got a whole freaking script for this. Mm -hmm. So our show is a weekly show um, on the podcast network. That's what I'm going to call it, because we have various networks, um, where we watch and discuss romantic comedies through the ages. Mm-hmm. We started this all the way back in 1918. <laughs> we were in 1918. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't in 1918. Well, the movie was from 1918. We've barely gotten to when you were born yet in our movies. <laughs> I am not, I don't live yet. Not we yet. haven't reached that point. There are no paradoxes here for me. <laughs> for Justine, there are. Oh, yeah. We started our quest. Mm. I'm going to go with quest. I, I like that. I love quest. I love when you say quest. Quest. So we started our quest with a movie from 1918. We started this almost a year ago. Yeah, it's coming up in a few weeks, mid-June. Not right now. This Through podcast. the magic of editing. This will be in in (laughs) mid-May. The end of May. The end of May. Right now it's the beginning of May. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I'd like to side note, if you've noticed our lack of uh, social media activity and stuff, Ashley and I are extremely busy right now, IRL. (laughs) We are full-time working, and uh, Ashley is getting married very soon. (laughs) Just bear with us. Till she comes back from her honeymoon, you know, we're still recording, you're gonna hear a podcast every week, but magically, Ashley will be on her honeymoon. Keep that in mind. Keep our quality in mind. Thank you. (laughs) And now, to end this public service announcement. Had to be said. We are creating magic here. Yes, well, we're still watching movies on Netflix somehow, some way, at least once a week. So it's happening. It's no no concern of the view of the, of the listener. listener, of the viewers, of the viewers <laughs> who stare at our picture, listen to our voices. That sounds so creepy. <laughs> but yeah, so normally we watch these movies from the Netflix uh, romantic comedy list, but we came up with our own list. Yes, because we kind of noticed throughout the culling of Netflix, that a lot of movies were, that were kind of culturally important, were being taken down, and so we made an essential list Mm -hmm. to add uh, more context to the genre. Yes. So that's what we're doing today. We're we're veering by Netflix. You're in our rearview mirror right now. Yeah, and this is a movie that I've, I've wanted to see. I don't think I've heard of it. Oh, this is uh, 1987's Moonstruck. 
Uh, we've been in 1987 for, for so long. Very long time. I think maybe for this entire month we've been in 1987. Except last week when we were back in 84. Yeah. Or whatever. But we were, we were in... We've been in 87 for a while. Like, we've just been experiencing all the movies that came out during Sam's birth year. Yeah. It's a hot year. I'm going to change my uh, opinion and say 1987 was the best movie year. So far, yeah. So far. Here is the description from DVD.com. DVD.com. In this slice-of-life comedy about the Italian-American residents of a Brooklyn neighborhood, an independent-minded widow falls in love with a one-handed misfit baker, much to the chagrin of her betrothed. Duh. (laughs) We've got that phrase again, much to the chagrin. Because love triangles are a thing. Yeah. Yep. This sounds like a love triangle. She's a widow who's engaged and then falls in love with uh, another dude yeah another dude in brooklyn and it's a comedy uh what comedy doesn't take place in brooklyn in brooklyn (laughs) okay so it stars Cher. this is Cher's like big movie okay i think i don't know nicholas cage our first Nicolas Cage. What? I hope it's our only Nicolas Cage. I feel like he's been in another romantic comedy and we're going to be forced to, to withstand his Maybe. his might. And Vincent Gardenia, who I know from the movie musical Little Shop of Horrors. <gasps> who did he play in Little Shop of Horrors? I think he's Mr. Mushnick. Oh! I think that's him. Also, I got very excited, directed by Norman Jewison, who directed the movie musical Jesus Christ Superstar. (laughs) Is this a musical? Is there singing in this? I don't know. It's Cher. I have no idea. I have no idea if this is a musical or not. But I'm like, these people make musicals. (laughs) (laughs) That is how I know their names, because I've seen them on On the the credits. On the TV. Yeah. Ever since I was young, repeating. Because... Little Shop of Horrors and Jesus Christ Superstar, those are movies I've seen a lot. I've seen Little Shop of Horrors more times than I can remember. Yeah, I've watched them enough to memorize the opening credits. <laughs> Moonstruck is rated PG, is an hour and 42 minutes, and it's rated three and a half stars on Netflix. Okay, I'm gonna say a lot of award stuff right now. In the 1989 BAFTAs, it won Best Supporting Actress for Olympia Dukakis, and Cher was nominated for Best Actress. At the 1988 Golden Globe Awards, it won Best Actress in a Motion Picture Musical Comedy and Best Supporting Actress in Motion Picture, and it was nominated for Best Actor in Motion Picture Musical Comedy and nominated for Best Motion Picture in Musical Comedy. Uh Uh-huh. At the uh, 88 Academy Awards, Cher won the Oscar for Best Actress. It won Best original screenplay, and Olympia Dukakis won again for Best Supporting Actress. It was also nominated for Best Director, Norman Jewison, and Best Supporting Actor, Vincent Gardenia, and nominated for Best Picture. So yeah, I'm excited to watch it. It seems like it's going to be good and interesting and quirky. I love quirky films. Well, I mean, it's got Cher in it, so of course it's got to be quirky. Yeah, I think uh, I think I'm going to like this one. Okay, thumbs up. Thumbs up already. <laughs> ah, okay, let's go watch it. Yay! Yay! I lost my hand! I lost my bride! Johnny has his hand! Johnny 
Shakespearean <laughs> manner. Yes. <laughs> it's shaking it. So we just watched the movie Nicholas Cage's Hand. Nicholas Cage's Hand. <laughs> Ooh. Lost Hands and Heartbreak. Oh. That's what it should have been called. And Italians. And Italians. Italian hands. <laughs> it's like idle hands, but better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> The Italian hand job. Oh, I like it. Because <laughs> the Italian job, it's a movie. movie. <laughs> and Nicolas Cage is Italian. Because he's a Coppola. He's a Coppola. <laughs> is Cher Italian? I guess. She did, like, if she's not, she did really good. Well, I think she's definitely, like, New Yorker. Yeah. So, Moonstruck, we watched it. It's good. It's good. It has its moments where you're just like, what is happening? Yeah, I feel like I I need to watch it more. Like, it's gonna have some repeat viewings for it to really sink in, because the movie is a lot. Yeah. There's a lot going on. It's it's an Italian family. Mm -hmm. There's lots of secrets. Yeah, it's definitely much more complex movie than we've been watching lately with all our teen movies. Much more complex and way funnier. Mm-hmm. than some of the other ones. It really felt to me like I was watching My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Yeah, but, it, like, My Big Fat Greek Wedding kind of perfected this I story think along the lines. My Big Fat Greek Wedding molded it to fit more trope-like. Or yeah, like a, or, or more. it was more linear, I yeah. feel like. Yeah, yeah. Like it was easier to follow. Yeah, this one was just like, come along for the ride! It'll We're happen. Going crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great cast, though. It's an amazingly great ensemble. A bizarre cast. Like, you wouldn't think that this would all work the way that it does, but... Because, I mean, I guess I shouldn't really necessarily say that, because my experience of Cher acting is burlesque. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Which... I saw her in Mermaids. I haven't seen Mermaids. It's not about mermaids. I know it's not about mermaids, that's why I didn't watch it. I, like, every time I see it, because I've had it suggested to me on Netflix before. You're like, you lie! Yeah, like, so I go to it, and I'm like, there are no mermaids in this. What the fuck? I'm not watching this. Get away. Get out of here, Cher. Cher is, is really good at playing, I don't know, this certain type of woman you can relate to. Like, yeah. down to earth. She didn't overact, which is what I thought was going to happen. Because mm-hmm. that's what happened a lot in Burlesque. So I was just expecting her to go and be Cher. Mm. A little bit. But no, there were some really nice, light family moments with her. Her and Olympia Dukakis had a really nice, like, ebb and flow with one another in their Mm -hmm. scenes they were just they were really nice together i think it's because olympia reminded me so much of the mom in my big fat greek wedding yeah it just reminded me so much of that movie it's a family movie and it's a movie about love and relationships and hands (laughs) well i liked the they didn't they didn't do the stereotypical italian food like not every scene was food based Mm -hmm. like there were moments where that was inserted in but it didn't have that that thing it was the godfather with romance 
and comedy. Yeah. It was Funny Godfather. Yeah, it was Funny Godfather. Godfather for the Italian hand job. <laughs> I bet there's a porn. <laughs> there has to be a porn parody with that title. I thought in the beginning that it was going to follow the trope of we introduce the opera, the La Boheme, and I'm like, oh my god, she's gonna die in the end. Yeah. You know, I thought it was going to be Rent or whatever. You know? Yeah. But they didn't do that, so I was happy about that. Yeah, they really, the opening sequence was just all about the opera being set up. And it really, like, didn't tie into to the movie until we see... Nicolas Cage fall in love with Cher instantaneously. Yeah. Is the intro is about 15 minutes too long in the intro. Yeah. They're, they're really, it was a real slow setup of the family dynamic, which was important, but they could have done it faster. It, was, it, it felt a little long because we were getting some of the same information. Mm-hmm doubled up yeah it's really setting the place the time and the characters well and there was a lot of establishing that she was an accountant yeah to like the entire town of brooklyn or neighborhood of brooklyn yeah and to her like whole family and everything yeah every italian yeah there was some some rose the the flower guy who never came back the funeral guy the funeral guy yeah, I don't know why we need to establish her as an accountant so much. It's it's kind of Christmas time. Yeah, there's Christmas trees, but they never like celebrate Christmas or anything. So it's like just that. like December. Yeah. She's an accountant. Her name's Loretta. Yeah, so we're in this Italian restaurant, the first important scene. Loretta's there with Johnny. And they're eating and watching this guy. Fraser. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering where I'd seen him from. I was, it was bothering me. It's not Fraser Kelsey Graham, but Fraser Fraser's dad, Fraser Senior, <laughs> who is absolutely hilarious in Fraser. Yeah, it, in the trivia it said like he got Fraser because of this movie. He was good. He was pretty funny. He had a lot of really nice like zinger one-liners. And he was a sweetheart. Yeah. I wish there was more of him being a sweetheart instead of being a dick. Yeah. He was kind of a dick, but it was kind of more because he was dating way past his generational cap. Yeah. And it wasn't his movie. No. True. But I liked him and Rose. Yeah. Yeah. It really cuts at, like, ugh, their sequence really, really cut at the heart. Yeah. Of the whole movie. <laughs> It was so cute. Yeah. So we're introduced to this family. Well, introduced to Loretta first. And we go to this Italian restaurant. She's there with Johnny. And they're eating dinner. And he, it's set up by the waiter that Johnny is going to propose. Will be. <laughs> Johnny wants to marry, as you were saying. Yeah. Johnny wants to marry Loretta. But he, like, is a chicken shit about it. Yeah. They don't love each other. No. Neither of them love each other. They're just doing it for the... Well, Johnny, it seems like he's doing it to, like, have another woman in his life tell him what to do because his mother is dying. Yeah, his mom's gonna <laughs> die, so he needs another woman to take care of him. That is exactly why he's asking her to marry him. You got that right. And she, she thinks she's so unlucky, she's got this curse upon her. Everything was all about luck and curses and everything. It's, that's being Catholic. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like, this guy's asking me to marry him. I will marry him because she's already been married before. As says in this, the, the description, she's a widow. Her husband died immediately. And she thinks it's because that she didn't 
go to have it in a church or have a reception or anything. She just got married at City Hall. Her parents weren't even there. She didn't do it right. So she was cursed in her first marriage. She's going to see the second one right, but he has to start it right. So she tells him to get on his knees, give her a ring. I love his response is like not the stereotypical male response. It's like, but I'm going to ruin this suit. Yeah. That's what the other Italian guys are saying. Like, oh my God, he's ruining his suit. Yeah. <laughs> I loved that. That little bit. Yeah. It was great. It really just shows you like uh, anthropologically their little sect of the world. Yeah. I think I'd be very comfortable in Italian Brooklyn. <laughs> I think you would too. I really think you would. <laughs> there needs to be a little Brooklyn. <laughs> little Brooklyn in all Los Angeles. Ooh, yeah. Wouldn't that be cool? That would be very cool. Yeah, but she says yes. He did all this stuff for luck, and she says yes. So they're trying to set a date. They're driving in the car now, and he's like, my mother is dying. They're I gotta going, go. They're going to the airport. He's gotta go back to Sicily. Yeah. And she says, well, let's set a date. And he says, well, we'll get married when I come back. No, let's set a date. We gotta do this right. <laughs> I loved when Cher got, like, all bossy and he was just, he, like, just submitted. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, fine, we'll get married in a month. She said, in a month to the day. Hey, we're getting married. Oh, that was a good one. That was a good accent. <laughs> <laughs> and then he flies off. To Sicily. And then this old lady curses the plane to curse it to crash. And then Cher's like, I don't believe in curses. And the old lady goes, yeah, I don't believe in curses either. But she believes in luck. But I thought she said she was cursed. She's cursed with bad luck. That's what she told the old lady. And the old lady said she didn't believe in curses either. But yet she cursed the plane. There's just contradictions all over the place. Though, like, I liked that little bit because, like, she didn't seem concerned. Yeah, she's At like, all. Eh, if it happens, it happens. Just then my bad luck again. She buys liquor from this couple. We always see all these little couples everywhere. Yeah. It's always like, what's this relationship like? What's this one like? Yeah. And the liquor store, the wife is accusing the husband of... Being a wolf. Being a wolf and looking at other women. And he, to combat this, it was a very sweet... Mo There's a lot of sweet, like, old couple moments in mm -hmm. this. I wish there was more of this. Because it just kind of shows, especially, like, our generation of movies, it's always, like, the young couples. The young couples have their future, like, ahead of us. We never actually see the older generation and what they, like, are experiencing. And just, it would have been nice to have that, or have that now mm -hmm. with this. Because they were the really sweet, like moment with the liquor store couple where he just goes well you know who you are you're the woman I married and it's just so like sweet because he's like that's what I see in you mm. and that is like genuinely that's what you want you want like to be old and wrinkly and then to them to still see you for for you not me <laughs> you don't want to be old and wrinkly and still be told that you're beautiful no when I'm old and wrinkly I'm gonna be an actress oh I didn't know that about you Yep, when I'm an old lady, I'm going to be an actress. I'm going to play all the funny old lady parts in movies. <laughs> <laughs> Can you still have pink hair? Eh, we'll see. It'll all be gone by then. So Loretta goes home. There's a lot of dogs. Oh my god, the dogs. <laughs> the dogs and her grandpa. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, he was just so, like, the sweetest little old Italian man who would just talk about the moon. Ciao, Bella. 
La luna bella. La luna bella. Bella luna. The bella luna. The luna bella. That's all the Italian I know. <laughs> yeah, I think the whole thing with the moon is that this movie, I think, just takes place in like the three days of the full the moon. moon. So that was the whole thing with the moonstruck thing. That yeah. there's this huge moon for these three days when the story takes well, place. Well, they do say that passions run higher during the full moon. Right. And before we've had magic snow, this is magic moon. This is magic moon. If you think that only women's periods are controlled by the moon. No. It's all love. Love is. Love is controlled by the moon. Love and testosterone. She tells her father that she's engaged now. Her father does not like Johnny. For reasons unknown. For reasons unknown. Probably because he's a wimp. Or whatever. Yeah. He needs, he needs, he can't stand on his own two feet. That's a better way of saying it instead of wimp. Yeah. He's like, what about all your bad luck? And she's like, nope, I'm gonna get married in a church. I'm gonna have a reception. All this. You and my are gonna be there. Yeah, this is how it's gonna happen. And he's like, who's gonna pay for it all? You're gonna pay for it. You're the, the father of the bride pays. Yep. And he's like, nope, nobody, nope, nope, nope. You're not getting married. Rose is just like, he's cheap. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Rose is Loretta's mom, wife to Cosmo. Cosmo. It was like Cosmo and Wanda. I was really expecting them to be fairy godparents, guys. Oh. Rose says, do you love him? She says, nope. Good. Good. <laughs> they drive you crazy when you love them. Mm-hmm. Which is true. They do drive you crazy. So we learn that Loretta is 37 years old. Her mom and her are deciding, well, her mom's like, are you going to live here with Johnny? And she's like, no, dad doesn't like him, so. But her mom really wants her to live there. Is that like, I guess that's like an Italian thing. Yeah, she's like, come move in, have a baby, you know, your grandpa will be here until he dies. (laughs) And then you can have his room for the baby. Yeah, just the whole, like, plant. They have a huge house. Yeah. Which is rare for Brooklyn. Yeah, and if they don't, if she doesn't move in, then they'll sell the house. Yeah, then we'll sell the house. That's what she kept saying every time Mm -hmm. she would turn her down. It's like, well, well, then we'll sell the house. Johnny then calls from Sicily. That is mother. His dying mother. He says, call up my brother. We've got bad blood between us for the past five years. Make amends and invite him to our wedding. That's the quest. And it's Nicolas Cage. And it's Nicolas Cage. Angry Nick Cage we then meet (laughs) in the basement of a bakery. (laughs) Shoveling coal. Shoveling coal and bread. His name is Ronnie. Not Johnny. Not Johnny. Yeah, she goes to the bakery and says, marrying your brother or inviting you to the wedding. He's very angry. He says... Johnny took my life. He took my hand. He took Took my my bride. bride. (laughs) Johnny has a hand. Johnny has a bride. He says, get the big knife. I'm going to kill myself. (laughs) It's all drama. It's great. (laughs) But he's like a Shakespearean actor. Yeah, I want you to see me kill myself (laughs) right now. That's how terrible this is. With the hands shaking. How much I hate my brother. I don't know. Nicolas Cage was just like, when he wasn't yelling... He was whispering? He was whispering. (laughs) And still, like, in this weird staccato William Shatner kind of speak. It really amused me. No, it was deeply amusing. It really amused me, him being in this movie. I don't know if I'd want anybody... Would you have want someone to be more physically appealing in this role? 
I think no. no. It would have been too easy. Yeah. The decision wouldn't have been the way that it would be. Mm-hmm. Not, and, I mean, not that that's a bad thing, but it, it wouldn't have been as amusing. Yeah, it wouldn't have been amusing. And I feel like he kind of fits in with the oddities of the family. Well, and he really is Italian. Mm-hmm. I mean, but they could have gotten... He just, he wasn't a New Yorker, and you could hear him struggling with the New Yorker accent. Mm -hmm. Like, the Italian New Yorker accent, it just wasn't smooth like Cher's was. Oh, yeah. Cher was great. She really was. And actually, she was born in California. Oh, really? Yeah. So the story of how Ronnie lost his hand was Johnny ordered bread from him. For, like, a wedding or something? Yeah, it was for something like that. Was it for Ronnie's wedding? See, this is the part where I was confused, like, on who was who and what was going on. Because they kept on, he kept on saying Johnny, and Johnny did this for my wedding, so then I got confused. But, yeah, Ronnie wasn't paying attention, he put his hand in the hand, in the bread slicer, and it sliced his hand off. So, yeah, his fiance left him because he was handless. She left him for another man. So he can never love anybody again. Yeah, I don't know how that works. He's a dramatic guy. Well, he's a wolf. Explaining that they, they need to be re-outfitted with copper pipes. Yeah. And then he's telling this story that we just saw on a date with another woman. Gives her a bracelet. He's a cheatin'. Loretta is just like, okay, I just want to talk to you. So takes him, he lives upstairs of the bakery. Yeah. Takes him upstairs and makes him a steak. Why? Because they're Italian. They gotta eat all the time or they'll die. <laughs> then we cut back to the them in the kitchen. She's got whiskey now. She's like, I need whiskey because you are a pain in the ass. <laughs> she, he's so dramatic and she's just like, listen, buddy. Listen, let me tell me, let me tell you about your life. You are a wolf. wolf. <laughs> a wolf that lost his paw. Yeah, you really wanted to get out of this trap that you're in, this trap of being engaged to this wrong woman, that you severed your own paw from the trap. Because you've got to be free, you're a wolf. Yeah, so he needs whiskey. (laughs) Or she needs whiskey. Yeah, so they're arguing, and he's like, I'm not. She's like, you are. And then he flips the table over and grabs her and kisses her. And then they make love. Yeah, he's like, I am taking you to the bed. And she's like, what? I give up. <laughs> I'm not stopping this. I just give up. Lord help me. <laughs> well, she's drunk. That's yep. what they imply. She had like one glass of whiskey. Well, we don't know that we for sure. We don't know that. We don't. I'm taking you to the bed. I like that. <laughs> well, I like that he had to narrate everything. <laughs> I love you, Loretta. I love you. I really wanted to, (laughs) I really wanted my other hand for you. Loretta, I love you. I need you at the opera with me so I can have both things that I love at the same time. (laughs) Then I can die. (laughs) (laughs) I want to meet somebody. I don't know anybody. The only dramatic person I know is you. and You are not this dramatic. (laughs) Then we have a dinner with the whole family, minus Loretta, and we... Because she hasn't come home yet. Right. Mmm. Scandalous. Uh, then we hear the moon story. From, uh... 
uncle. Rose's brother? Yeah. Uncle somebody. Well, the, the cheese shop owner, the deli owners. Yeah, the moon was so big, something, something. That it came over to my house and woke me up. Yeah, and that's when the Cosmo last... Cosmo was in love. Yeah, that's when the last time he was in love. So the moon is back. He notices that night, because everybody is... Everybody wakes up that night and sees the giant moon. And he's like, the moon is back! It's back! And he stands at the window, and his wife is like, the moon... With your face, with the the moon on your face, makes you look like you're 25 years old. You were like, ah! I know! It was so sweet! <laughs> like, we don't see old people like this. The last movie we had with old people in it, they were angry. Which movie? The Behind the Yellow Line? Oh. Yeah. They weren't sweet and cute. This was just a, a like, and then... Like, he gets all, like... Frisky. Frisky, and it's so, like, not in a gross way. It's, like, in a sweet way. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't blame him then. Mm-hmm. They were cute. They were. So the next morning, Loretta wakes up regretful. That's an understatement. <laughs> she, like, does the one of the things where her, she, her eyes pop open. Like, she doesn't actually wake up. She just is awake all of a sudden. And she's like, oh, God, no! <laughs> My bad luck! It's at it again! Ronnie declares that he is in love with Loretta. Like, straight up in love. I'm in love with you! We're gonna get married! Please, come to the opera with me! <laughs> so she's like, no. Okay, fine. <laughs> that's it! Opera, that's it. Nothing else. Nothing else. But come, so I can have both of the things that I love in this world. The same time. The same time. He loves the opera. He, I love the opera. <laughs> I love you. That's what he says to her. I love the opera. And I love you. Loretta, I need you. <laughs> I really like this guy. <laughs> I don't know. He's just, I like him. He's strange. <laughs> but he's passionate. He's something. He's very passionate. <laughs> Loretta has to go to church to repent. To repent. It's Catholic shame. All the sins. <laughs> Her mom's at the church, too. Yeah, she's praying for, for guidance. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you know, you, you explain everything about church. About church? So she goes to confession, mm-hmm. where she confesses her sins to the priest, mm-hmm. who then gives her two rosaries for basically having sex out of wedlock and could be considered some form of adultery because she's engaged. Mm-hmm. He only gives her two rosaries. What are two rosaries? So you, you've seen a rosary, right? Yes. It's not a necklace. That is your guide. You, there's a certain amount of prayers that you say. Each bead means a certain prayer. So it's like all the small beads are, are Hail Marys. Or no, Our Fathers. And then the big beads are Hail Marys. And then you have, like, um, you say the Lord's Prayer, you say a lot of other prayers. So you just have to chant? He's telling her to chant this? He's telling her to pray her sin away, basically. It's it's once you repent your sin, it gives you, like, a, an absolve, absolution mm-hmm. of it. But normally, like, at least in my church and when we went to, to uh, reconciliation, because um, we didn't call it confession... <laughs> 
it's normally like the equivalent of one rosary is like a swear word. <laughs> yeah. Like if you swore or if you did if you stole something or if you cheated on on a test or whatever. So two rosaries to me like just like you you saw, you heard me when like it happened I'm like wait a second no. No 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 no. That should be at least four. I don't get it because it because it, it just takes longer. It take it takes about a half an hour to do a full rosary if you do it right. So it's just a a longer time out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, I get that. Think about what you've done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. At the church, mom, mom tells Loretta that Cosmo is cheating. She has the idea. Co- your, your father is seeing someone else. Yeah. Rose. Rose is a smart woman. Yeah. She deduces things. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah, that's when... And Loretta's like, nah. Loretta leaves. No. Mom, you're crazy. He's not cheating with anyone. But he is. Yeah. That's when she goes to the deli to get that money. Yes. And then she goes to the beauty parlor and becomes Cher! (laughs) Yeah. Originally, um, she had gray hairs entwined with her black. She kept it in this really tight knit kind of bun Mm -hmm. thing and so she goes to the beauty parlor and it's one of her cousins yeah she's like i've been wanting to mess with this hair for forever yeah she's got the old maid look going on but she looked good she did look good she looked like a respectable woman (laughs) exactly exactly there's nothing wrong with gray hair i dye away all my gray hair (laughs) but you dye it pink yeah that is my thing well if i'm gonna dye my hair Better go with pink. Oh, and she buys a dress, and she runs into nuns. <laughs> In front of the wedding dresses. I was like, oh, 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 oh. It's a sign. Catholic shame. More Catholic shame. She beautifies herself in this next sequence, which I'm not sure why it was a scene. It was a very, like, romantic scene in front of the fireplace with her and her slip, and she's looking at her shoes. She's like... Touching like, and rubbing her like shoes. It's like becoming a woman scene. Yeah. It's just like a makeover. Yeah. It's weird, romantic. Yeah. Because when she gets home, no one is home. Yeah. Her mom is out. Her dad is somewhere. Out cheating. I don't know where Grandpa Joe is. Grandpa's walking his dogs and talking about the pretty moon. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Wait, doesn't, isn't, isn't there a cut scene where they do show Grandpa walking the dogs, and then howling at the moon with yeah. his dogs. I don't know when that is. I don't think I wrote it down. I think it's around this time. Like, they use it as a as a time, time mm. cut. So she goes to the Met, finds Ronnie in the crowd. He turns around and is just, like, jaw-dropping. <laughs> Actually, it's more Nicolas Cage. It would be... <laughs> 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 like the grudge. <laughs> Nicholas Cage <laughs> opens his mouth and like cicadas come out. Because yeah. <laughs> him and Keanu never age. Yeah. They go to the opera. You know who else goes to the opera? Her dad. Dad. And Mona Rose then goes out to dinner alone at that Italian restaurant. Frazier's there. Remember, Again. This is old Frazier. Frazier dad. Yeah, Papa Frazier. Um... 
We never learn his name. I'm just calling him Frazier. I like Papa Frazier. It works. Papa Frazier. He again is with this young woman who throws water on him and storms out. And he says, again, because this is the second time that this has happened, I want you to clear the place setting and I want you to get rid of every All evidence that she was here. And bring me a big glass of vodka. 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 Rose and Papa Frazier start conversing and she says, would you like to have dinner with me? Yeah, and so he invites her, she invites him over to her table and they get to chatting and it was a really sweet yeah. moment with them. Yeah, and she says, why do men chase women? It's like, I think it's to, because they're, they're afraid of death. They're afraid of death. And he says, because women are so charming. And then he goes on this little monologue, and it's pretty much like when relationships get stale, and you meet somebody new, and you kind of click, and suddenly you see, like, the light in their eyes, and you're like, oh my god, this is what, like, life used to be. Yeah. This is interesting to me, you know? It was sweet. It's very sweet. To, like, think of it that way, but also it's really, really sad. Yeah, if you don't work at having that light in your relationship all the time and it goes out and you're just kind of stuck in this routine or whatever yeah. then that's sad but which then... is kind of how cosmo mm-hmm. and rose are yeah at this point which is why this conversation is just very very sweet because it really makes her recognize that she needs to speak up just as much as cos even though Cosmo's doing wrong she's doing wrong by keeping quiet about it yeah which I really liked. I really liked that dynamic between her and him. Yeah, and just, they they also have, like, an instant chemistry. Yeah. Instant connection. Well, and you can see her considering, mm-hmm. like, to get the one-up on Cosmo, but she chooses not to. We've had movies like this before, I think, in that Woody Allen movie. Where it's just, like, the whole uh, importance of monogamy and stuff and, like, what do you do when it's just, like, the relationship is the dead. <laughs> yeah. But I think what this did really well was show that it is it is a choice. With the Woody Allen movies, it kind of, like, made it feel like, well, there is no other choice. You can't fix it in the relation. You can't fix the relationship. It's just dead dead, done, it's a dead shark, move on, mm-hmm. kind of thing. With this, it's like, well, it is your choice. It's your choice to let it die or to bring it back. Like, you always have the ability to do that. Mm-hmm. And it correlates with Johnny and Loretta's relationship of, like, is that even a real relationship or why would... It's very much a relationship of needs. It's a sparkless relationship. Yes. It is a very, it's a definite sparkless relationship, but it's a relationship of needing to prove that a relationship can work, and then also proving that you are so dependent on being taken care of, because that's what Johnny was. But it it definitely shows the complexities of all the different types of relationships. Yeah, this is when the movie movie gets real. Yeah. But it's so, it's so subtle. And And simple. And simple. Which is what it has to be, because we get it. Mm-hmm. Everybody has had, well, at least people who are watching this movie have had the experience of life mm-hmm. in general, and how hard relationships are. Because mm-hmm. that branches off even to just friendships and and all that. Like, the friendship between Cosmo and um, Rose's brother mm-hmm. seems to have been there for a while. We move on again to the opera. 
A lot of this stuff is intercut because it's a magical moon night. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Ronnie holds her hand as she's crying watching the opera. But isn't this, like, one of the final scenes Um, in La Boheme? Okay, then we go back to the opera. We have intermission. Uh, We see that, not yet, but we see that the father's there and they're there and you think they're gonna run into each other at this it's point mission yeah yeah but they, they don't. don't then mom goes on a walk with papa fraser so he like uh, asked to walk her home yeah you know, it's very sweet um but she sees the grandfather which would be her husband's dad her father-in-law her father-in-law walking the dogs and they have a moment where they lock eyes and then he moves on so she starts to feel guilty about having a nice time you know with this other man once she gets home she's like already she's like made up her decision it's not like guilt or anything because at first it seemed like yeah she was trying to one-up cosmo in that whole exchange Mm -hmm. but then she realizes well yeah i love cosmo and he has his faults which are pretty big like that's that's a hard thing to deal with you know, being in a relationship that long and then all of a sudden he cheats on her. Because that question, that may, like, puts into question a lot of different things. And it's not, like, a, a sex cheating. He's, like, like take, emotionally cheating. He's taking the other woman out, buying her things, taking her to the opera. Yeah. Like, beautiful, wonderful things to do with someone else. That Rose would probably want to do. Yeah. Instead of be just holly housewife yeah it's really sad yeah but that's where that's where she decides that it's not going to get any better unless she says something yeah so they get to the front of the house and she says she can't invite him up she's married she's married she doesn't want to do that yeah he does she calls him you're a little boy you like to be mischievous which i thought was really cute because he he is he's trying to find his youth Mm-hmm. Again, find some some uh, spark in life. And he feels like he could find it with her, but she has already found hers. So at the opera, the opera's over, they, they finally see uh, the father, Cosmo. Cosmo. And Cosmo sees Loretta with this other man who's not Johnny. So they're like, what are you doing here? What are you, you doing, doing here? here? And they just agree that they did not see each other. It was a random exchange. Like, I felt like that conversation was, was like, cut in half. It was very short. I got it, though. Like, okay, you didn't see me, I didn't see you. Okay, bye. <laughs> um, Loretta and Ronnie. Loretta is feeling guilty. She's just like, okay, that's it. That's all we said. Opera, we're done. But he's walking her to his place. Yeah, he's being a little naughty. Yeah, he's like... Let's just do this. She, okay, here's the thing I got. She sees, and this is something I have done in my life, from experience, she sees the two roads in front of her. She says, if I do this, it'll be fine, it'll be safe. If I do this, it's gonna be messy. It's going to not be good, but it's kind of what I want, you know? Yeah. So she's like, I can control my life. I know what's gonna happen on both sides, so I'm taking the control the smart way. And he says, no you this is this love love is a mess (laughs) yeah it destroys you but it's great (laughs) yeah i loved that speech Mm -hmm. i wish it was like a little bit more because there were parts where like he goes really loud and then really quiet really (laughs) loud and then really quiet and it's just like okay nicholas cage balance it out audio guy fix this shit (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's just the whole like like i said like i've done this before or i've like 
ended a, like a bad relationship and I've had this choice of like where I'm like this is the last time I'm gonna see you like in my head yeah and it was like I'm controlling this gross situation this is fine I'm escaping <laughs> escaping yep and I'm like this is it it's just it's a weird point in your life where you could recognize like the two roads in front of you like well and sometimes it takes a long time mm-hmm I had a relationship like that where it just took a really long time for me to actually recognize what it was doing. Mm-hmm. And that, like, it's super hard when you have had all that time to get in this comfortable... It's it's comfortable and it feels safe, but it's really not. Mm-hmm. Or it could be something, like, passionate and interesting or something, but it's just, like, uh, not good. Destructive. Yeah, like, destructive. so much passion that it burns everything down. Mm-hmm. I know she was trying to do what was best for her, like, that sort of thing. But it necessarily wasn't best for her. Right. Because when, it could be physically best, but is it emotionally? Like, when you, you separate the two halves of your brain, things get really fucked up really fast. Yeah. Ugh. Your heart, your brain, all of it, it's, ugh. It's important to have a symbiotic relationship between the two. This movie's good. Yeah. Yeah. So he, like, basically woos her over. Yeah, he makes that speech and he holds out his hand and you're like, this is the choice. This is the choice right here. She gave... Exhibit A. (laughs) (laughs) He's giving you the wooden hand. Yep. He's not yelling at it anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. He's saying, it's like a, a trust me sort of motion, like, we can do this together, I'm being vulnerable, like, yeah. all of that. Yeah. Like, I'm accepting you for, for what you bring to the table. Can you do the same for me? Yes. Yeah. It was all of that. <laughs> <laughs> all rolled into Nicolas Cage. Yeah. <laughs> so she takes his hand and goes on up to his place. She chooses him. Yeah. And it's really sweet. Yeah. Because then the next morning she gets home and she's dancing in the kitchen. Well, that night we cut over to her house and... Well, we cut over to the airport. Yeah, and Johnny's home. Johnny shows up, right? It's always that. It's always like, okay, this is the choice I'm making. Oh, here's, here's the, the other, other one. <laughs> coming back to home. Right on you. cue. Johnny's back. Goes to Loretta's house. She's not there. Mom's like, nope, sorry. And then we learn that the mother is recovered. Oh, miraculously. Miraculously recovered. The, the mother of Johnny. Johnny. And Ronnie. <laughs> and... And again, um, Rose is like, why, why do men chase women? <laughs> and he, he validates her opinion on them being afraid of death. And they fear death. She's like, that's the answer. Kick it out. Thank you for answering my question. Now please leave my home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Loretta leaves in the morning. Yeah, she's all, la 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 la. She's dancing. I'm and in love. Kicking the can and being all happy. Mm-hmm. She comes home. She's got a hickey. <laughs> Her mom goes, you got a love bite on your neck. Yeah. <laughs> everybody knows what's up with everybody. It's great. This is the climax of the scene. Where, yeah. oh, this is This scene is pretty great. Because yeah. it's just like, you're waiting for shit to happen. You're waiting for the shit to hit the fan. Yeah. But it just like inches more and more. Like, it incrementally hits the fan. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh! She's there. And, and yeah, her mom's like, Johnny's home. He's coming over right now and she's like ah 
that, so she's got to change because she's still wearing the fancy clothes from the night before. She's got to hide her hickey, whatever. First, Ronnie shows up. He's going to introduce himself to the family. He's like, I'm here. I'm going to meet the family. She's like, no, no, no. <laughs> this is not a good time. Nothing's Johnny's fine. coming over. And no, he sits down to have his oatmeal. Do you want some oatmeal, to Ronnie? Ronnie, fine. This is Ronnie, Johnny's yes. brother. Yes, Mrs. Chiappolini, I want some oatmeal. I would like that. I think this is going to be very nice. <laughs> so he's a, he's a good boy and sits down and just eats his oatmeal for the next hour as all of these shitty things come to pass. Yeah, the father <laughs> shows up. And he's like, I gotta say something. I think, Cosmo, you should pay for your daughter's wedding. Mm-hmm. The, the aunt and uncle are there. They think that Rose, or not Rose, that uh, Loretta has stolen their deposit money. Yeah. But she just forgot to go to the bank. Yeah, which I, that, that wasn't a good payoff for me, that, whatever that was. Well, they, like, set it up, but it was, it was like, is there something you need to tell us? Well, I see, what I thought was happening was that she was using the money to buy all of these. Oh, the fancy things for yeah. her. Yeah, I didn't get that. She's too honest. Yeah, I, it didn't, it didn't come off. Like, it was just because they did that close-up of the money being put into the deposit bag that I was like, oh, something is going to happen to that money. They really want us to remember hmm. this money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she's way too honest and guilty of a Catholic. Yeah. <laughs> she's too Catholic. Yeah. But yeah, so just like the whole thing, Loretta's trying to say what's happening, but everything keeps getting interrupted, and Johnny's about to show up, and everybody is just da 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 Everybody's freaking out about everybody. But then, grandfather comes home. Uh, not Well, the grandfather is something about the secrets. Well, he didn't really do anything. He just said that Cosmo needed to pay for his daughter's wedding. And yeah. Cosmo says, well, if my daughter gets married, I will pay for her wedding. Yeah. And so he's like, okay, I've said my piece. I'm going to eat my oatmeal. Yeah. And he was also kind of hinting at the thing between... Yeah, he did give Rose a look. Rose. And that's when Rose stops everybody and says, I gotta say something. And stands up for herself, basically. Mm-hmm. He said, I want you to stop seeing her. Have I been a good wife? Have I been a good wife? Yes, yes, yes. I want you to stop seeing her. He says, he stands up, he slams the table. Sits back down because he knows he's lost. And says, okay. If only it were... That easy all the time. But that, like, genuinely shows that, you know, he kind of still loves her. Mm-hmm. That he wasn't cheating to hurt her. Yeah. And then Johnny shows up. He says, there's something I gotta say. Can we talk alone? And she's like, no, no, no. I need my family. Because she's, she's like, I got something to say, too. She's like, yeah. he's like, no, 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 no. The engagement is off. Yeah. <laughs> What? And, well, he's like, well, I came here to tell you that I can't marry you either, because Mom's still alive. If we don't get married, she'll live. She's fine. And then it's so funny that she, uh, Loretta's like, no, you made a promise to me. Yeah. Like, right when she's about to, like, And Ronnie's like, like, but Loretta, hey. She's like, no, no, no. <laughs> this is between me and him. <laughs> you can't just do that. And they're like, uh. And then, fine, here, takes the ring, throws it off. And then Ronnie says... Loretta, will you marry me? She said, do you got a ring? And he's like, oh, Johnny, can I borrow that? <laughs> <laughs> and so she gets the same ring back again. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, in front of all these people, I will marry you. Yep. And her mom says, do you love him? She's like, I love him something awful. And she's like, oh, jeez. <laughs> oh. And they kiss. Kiss. 
And that's the end. Get a nice family moment, mm-hmm. like with the champagne. And Johnny is happy after Grandpa gives him a nice, like, pep talk saying, No, your familia, you, you. Ah, to you. la familia. Yeah. And then it's over. It's a wild ride of a, a full moon. Yep. <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was really cute. I thought it was really nice to add... It was more adding the family dynamic to the romantic comedy. I think this is the first time where we've actually really had Mm -hmm. a strong family dynamic. I agree with that. So, and that has been really important, at least to the success of the romantic comedy genre. Mm -hmm. Because look at My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Look at how big of an impact it has. Look at Mamma Mia. Mm. Look at all of these, like, big, uh, big things that really kind of came out of this the 80s it definitely said a lot of things i believe in personally about love and relationships yeah it was really i really liked it for that no it was really good i was not expecting it to be very good so i was pleasantly surprised yeah so are you ready to rate it yeah (laughs) that was like a yes and a no That was the, yes, I have a number. I need the thing. So I'm going to rate this movie four for my hands. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to give this movie four pinky rings. Oh, good. Yay. That's a good one. Because Johnny didn't have another pinky. All right. So next week, we are watching 1988. Coming to America. America! (laughs) The Eddie Murphy classic breakout movie. Yep. So we have some thank yous on Facebook. Just says dad. So I'm assuming that is Papa Gendron. Yeah! (laughs) Nicole K. And of course, Sam. On Twitter, we'd like to thank Leah and Critical Crop Top. If you would like to further this experience, please listen and download our episodes at thecutaways.com. Please leave us some comments, rate us, and subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. We're also on Facebook and Twitter as at Cutaways Podcast. Yeah, wish us luck for all this wedding stuff coming up. Yeah, we're going to be (laughs) podcasting live from Ashley's wedding. (laughs) With the wedding singer Mm -hmm. and Clueless. Yeah. So they'll be a while before they come out but they will, they will exist. Yes. It'll be awesome. Yes. I'm super excited. For now, ladies and gentlemen. Take care of yourselves. Be good to one another. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> when the moon hits your eye Like a big pizza pie That's amore <laughs>